Are you a real estate investor looking to elevate your income, freedom, and lifestyle? If so, optimize your daily performance by downloading our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits at elevatepod.com. In this guide created by yours truly, you'll learn why you do what you do, how to easily institute cues in your environment to trigger desired behavior, directly applicable steps to create a fulfilling future, and much more. Get your free copy now at elevatepod.com and kickstart your new habits today. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with the great Sergey Young today. Wow. Today, you're going to learn about how to expand your life and your health span. We're going to talk about how to extend your longevity, extend the years, and also add years to more years so that you can create amazing things. Instead of being ordinary, instead of saying, you know what, how can I design this, this real estate portfolio so that I can receive? It's also so that I can receive and that I can give and so that I can live a bigger life, so I can impact history, so I can impact other people so that I can do extraordinary things. And you know what? We were all designed to go big. We were all destined to do big things. So today is about mechanics of that. You're going to learn about how to expand your lifespan and also your health span today. You're going to learn tips, tricks, strategies from one of the most amazing individuals on this planet today. And wow, I just want to encourage you to buckle up. Elevate podcast is all about mindset, mind expansion, and personal development for high-performing real estate investors. Today is a prime example of mindset and mind expansion because your mind is going to be expanded. And what happens when your mind expands? Just wait, because that's when your life starts to expand. And wow, this is just is such a fun episode. I just had so much fun with Sergey today. I'm your host, Tyler Chester, and I am a professional real estate investor and high-performance coach. It is my job to decode the stories, habits, and multifaceted expertise of world-class investors and other experts to help you elevate your performance and lifestyle. Are you ready to take it to another level? It is time. Let's raise the bar. And before we dive into this conversation today, I want to ask for your feedback. What do you love about Elevate Podcast? What do you not love about Elevate Podcast? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? Who do you want to hear from? What type of topics do you want to hear from us, whether it relates to mindset, mind expansion, personal development, real estate strategy? What do you want to hear more of from Elevate? So send me an email at info at elevatepod.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at Elevate Pod. And I would love to hear your feedback. I want you to be a part of the future of Elevate Podcast. So please give me your feedback. What do you love? What do you not love? What do you want to see more of? And with all that said, also, I want to invite you to pay the fee. Um, we ask and I ask very, very deeply from my heart. If you will just pay it forward, just share this episode and share this podcast with someone that you care about, someone that you know, someone that you respect, someone that you'd like to know better, someone that you'd like to learn more about, share this podcast, whether it's this episode or another episode that you've been grateful to listen to, uh, share this podcast. The only way that we can grow is if we have people like you spread the word and help us spread the word. And we're going to continue to bring massive value. So that's the fee for listening today. We don't ask that you pay anything else. And really, it's just easy. All you got to do is grab the link, share that on you know, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever. And, you know, you could also send in a text message or you could just mention it to someone 
uh, it's your next coffee meeting. Hey, you know what? I, I want to recommend that you take a look at this podcast. So there's many different opportunities to do that. If you've already done that before, we just ask that you do that again. We, the only way that we can grow is if we build this community, we want to invest in this community. And so we'd love for you to, to bring more abundance here. And so thank you for that. Also give us a rating, a review. We need that. We, it really, really helps us attract more listeners, attract better guests and continue to invest in the quality and the content of this podcast. So please give us a rating and review. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button uh, or follow wherever you listen or watch podcasts. With all that said, I want to introduce you to Sergey Young, who is a longevity investor, visionary, and best-selling author with a mission to extend healthy lifespans of 1 billion people. If you just stopped listening to this podcast right now, all I got to say is, did your vision just get bigger? To do that, Sergey founded Longevity Vision Fund to accelerate life extension technology breakthroughs and to make longevity affordable and accessible to all. Sergey is on the board of directors of the American Federation of Aging Research and the development sponsor of Age Reversal XPRIZE, global competition designed to cure aging. Sergey is also the a top 100 longevity leader who is transforming the world one workplace at a time with Longevity at Work, the first nonprofit corporate longevity program of its kind. Sergey Young has been featured as a top longevity expert and contributor on CNBC, BBC, Sky News, Fast Company, and Forbes, and of course now Elevate. He's author of the instant national bestseller, The Science and Technology of Growing Young, The Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Publisher, Publisher Weekly, and the mastermind behind the online life extension platform, SergeyYoung.com. Sergey is passionate about sharing news from the exciting world of longevity. And we dive into this and so much more. Also, his experience as an investor and how his experience as an investor allowed him to expand his impact in this capacity because his passion is longevity. And he found that you're going to learn about the, the story about him finding that passion and how it was at first a challenge that then became a gift. And now he's giving this gift to a billion people and perhaps even more. Um, so I just want to invite you to buckle up and enjoy this amazing conversation with Sergey Young, the great Sergey Young, my friend, how are you? <laughs> Very good. I'm very excited to be here with you today. <laughs> Look at the energy, man. It's uh, <laughs> you're, you are living what you what you talk about, what you study, what you invest in, uh, which is obviously longevity. And I would add to that. It's vitality. You're showing us vitality yeah. by that energy. Yeah. So thank you for that, Sergey. Before we dive into this conversation, if you were to describe yourself and the people that know you best and deepest would describe you, what would they say about Sergey Young? Yeah, Um I always had a lot of energy. I, I, I almost have this like endless supply of energy from somewhere, probably from above. So, and I always thought, you know, I just need to put this energy to work. And um, so the beauty of that is uh, finally in the age of 43, back in 2014, I'm 50. Now uh, I find the mission. I found the mission and the mission is to, bring affordable and accessible version of longevity to the world. That means change at least 1 billion lives by bringing them more healthy and happy years. So that's, uh, that's how people would uh, describe me, you know, good friend, uh, good father, uh, family man. Uh, but I'm also, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I'm insecure overachiever. 
<laughs> like whenever I achieve something like the book, like the science and technology of growing young published in August this year, Wall Street Journal bestseller, USA Today bestseller, number one, Amazon bestseller in three categories. For me, it was like five milliseconds. Yes. Okay, great. Success. What's next? I'm actually, <laughs> you, could, you wouldn't believe it. I'm in a crisis now <laughs> in terms of my next goal. So it's been almost uh, three months since the book launch. And I'm like, what's next, Sergey? What's next? I, I, have, you know, I have to have another mountain to climb. Mm. You know, that's so, it's so good that you shared insecure overachiever. Cause I think it's, uh -huh. it's something for us to all be aware of perhaps that sometimes is that maybe there's a little bit of insecurity in that overachieving sort of personality that exists within yeah. many of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's good to not become one with that and, and be aware of that and, you know, still operate in and maximize our, our impact on other people through that and use it as the gift that it can be. But I love that. And, and it's so interesting that you, I, you really arrived at this beautiful mission uh, when you're 43 years old. So tell us about that. How did you arrive to this mission? Yeah. So when I was young, I was always uh, jealous with some other people's passions. I mean, not in a bad way, but like my friends, they would just go like fishing or they were collecting stamps. And for me, it was never really appealing to a certain extent. And I, I actually thought at a certain point of time in my life, I actually thought yeah, God didn't give me like the passion. Mm. Uh, and uh, well, before age of 17, I was just like you know, uh, doing my school study. And then uh, later on, I literally become adult in, in the course of uh, one phone call from my mom when I was 18. And it, it was my first year at university. Uh, she said, look, it's perestroika. Uh, USSI is falling apart. We lost our jobs together with, uh, with uh, my father. And it's not us sending you, you know, a certain amount of money um, to support you every month. But uh, it's very likely, you know, have to be you like supporting the family. Uh, it was very difficult conversation wow. for her, obviously. Uh, uh, but um, again, uh, so I started to work full time and, and study full time. And I was so busy with my work. Again, I'm a workaholic, which is actually one of the best uh, um, uh, tools and, and mindset for living longer, for longevity. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's actually, I think it was just Eric Schmidt uh, shared with Tim Ferriss. I'm quoting him here. Um, but then at the age of 43, I, I faced my personal health crisis. And, and well, think about this. This is very typical for all of us. We like the first time we start to develop interest uh, to human biology and, and, and supporting, sustaining, managing our health is because of the wake-up call, because of like shock that we receive. And that's unfortunate reality for like 80 to 90% of people whom I know. Uh, the, the story goes the same. You live in your life, you know, have your family, you know, you work, then something is yeah, happening to your health. It's, it's usually significant deterioration of your health or uh, health of someone that you love. And you're like, oh my goodness, like this whole thing exists. I need to manage that. I need to take care of that. Yeah. This body and mind, which was serving you uh, every day, every minute of your life uh, is not serving you at the level that uh, you've seen before. Uh, 
Uh, so again, health is always important, but never urgent. And the unfortunate reality, all of us and I had back in 2014, my personal health crisis, which made it both important and urgent at the same time. Mm. Um, so for me, my story is not that dramatic. Actually, 40% of Americans and people in, um, in the world are suffering from high cholesterol level. So I, I don't want to sound like I, I was about to lose my life. But then um, when I saw a doctor, they were like, well, Sergey, uh, this is not great. This is a serious risk factor for heart disease. Heart disease, by the way, is number one mortality uh, reason uh, for anyone uh, above age of 50, 50 uh, years old or 50 years young, like I'm today. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Uh, give, just give me the pill. So that's just another like a, a myth, right? That we have around healthcare. It, everything can be solved with pills yes. or with drugs. Um, so, um, and, uh, and I ask, uh, do I need to take this pill like for a month or for two? And I was okay with that. And he said, well, Sergey, I mean, you don't get it. For, for, it, it should be happening every day till the rest of your life. Wow. Uh, and, and yeah. And At I 43. thought, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm 43. Why do I need to live on a pill every day for the rest of my life? At this point of time, I thought I'm going to be living another 40 years. If you ask me today, it's much you know, more aggressive number. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought like I need to fight. And I, I mean, again, insecure overachiever, I need to fight. Everything should come to me with a difficulty so I can appreciate that <laughs> nothing is easy. Um, so I asked like, what's the alternative? And he said like, everyone knows what to do, but no one does it. I'm like, I'm like tell me what's the secret? Changing your diet, physical uh, activity level, and supplementation with omega-3, some other supplements. I couldn't believe my ears. Is that simple? It, it was such a simple, yeah. And uh, I actually had the discipline to implement it in the course of the next six months. And the quality of my life, quality of my health changed completely. I solved this cholesterol problem through natural means just by relying on, on the ability on building ability of, of our body and mind to heal itself, not from all diseases, but from you know, some of the simple ones, right? Your lifestyle driven diseases. And I was so impressed. I started to share my experience with uh, some of the people. So, and one of the five longevity buckets, like five things that I tell everyone to do today, not in 10, 20 years, is about um, having irregular checkups. Your medical screening day is actually the most important day of your life every year. I mean, if you ask my wife, she has a different idea of what is the most important day of our life every year. Uh, I have four kids, right? Uh, but, uh, I, and I started to save lives. So I, I, what I've done, I send a lot of people to do their medical screenings. Some of them discovered cancer at early stage. And we're living in a world where early stage cancer have recovery rates of up to 90 to even 100%, depending on cancer type, not for all cancers. But uh, while late stage cancer is like 20, 30% recovery rate, so you're very likely to die. It's like piece of that to discover late stage uh, cancer. So they, call, they all call me up and say, Sergey, you saved my life. 
like what if i would just wait another two or three years the cancer develop itself in the late stage and i would die with like 70 percent probability mm -hmm. i'm totally cured i'm recovered after cancer the quality of my life is exactly the same you saved my life and once you once i heard that i'm like okay this is why i'm here this is my mission. That's this awesome. is I can pay back to the world. And it feels so great. And it's actually, I've been blessed that because of my investment experience, I can actually contribute to saving people's life without going through like many years and even decade of study and experience of becoming mm -hmm. MD. So the investment experience, let's, let's actually touch on that if you don't mind. And then yeah, I want to come sure. back to some of the other five suggestions that you were just touching on, by the way, highly recommend the listeners go check out your books and we'll put links in the show notes. Of course, the most recent one, the science and technology of growing young, which as you mentioned, is a bestseller across so many, uh, so many different lists. And obviously, you know, some of the highest acclaimed individuals across the world have, you know, written testimonials about your work. So talk to us a little bit about the investment experience, because, you know, we're talking to real Real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and folks that are obviously using real estate as a vehicle towards creating and optimizing their lifestyle. And obviously yeah. we all have a reverence for investing. So talk to us a little bit about that investing experience and now how you've applied that to longevity research. Yeah. So um, I've done a lot of private equity deals and um, uh, while my longevity vision fund is relatively small in, in financial industry terms, it's only hundred million dollars. Uh, it's another insecure, insecure <laughs> behind it, this huh? number. Yeah. Okay. So, by the way, I wanted to like set up a really small fund just to support scientists, entrepreneurs who are bringing this affordable digital technologies to the world. But I raised my fifty million in the first five minutes. That's amazing. And I was like, uh, yeah, it was so easy. Uh, it's mostly on the back of like, like 20 years relationship with my LPs, with my investors, right? Uh, and I thought, okay, it couldn't be that easy. I need to raise the bar to fund it. But that's, that's a funny anecdote. But uh, So within course, five minutes, you raised 50 yeah. million. Look, what, what type of offering was this, it? Yeah, I knew these investors for like 13 years. Yeah. They already believed uh, in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had my experience you know, bringing a lot of returns to them. And I shared this kind of crazy idea, like, well, let's guys, let's pay back to the world. I'm not sure if we're going to make money on LVF. On, we, we're doing really good in terms of IRRs. We're making right now unrealized with average holding period of two and a half years. We've done already like 33% IRR. Uh, almost half of our investment portfolio are, uh, are either public or are going to be public in the next six months. So it's like half of the fund is already at the exit stage. This is great. That's but at this time, I haven't realized that we're going to be that successful. So I said, okay, I'm not sure if we are going to make return. I'll probably return your money. But in addition, what are you going to do? You'll have early access of what is happening in the labs, what is happening in startups, mm -hmm. in the field of digital healthcare, longevity, human life extension, improving the quality of your life. And third, we'll make the world a better place because I'm That's working on affordable and accessible version of the medical devices and, and um, healthcare interventions rather than you know, building something for super rich. So then this, this was a story about LVF, but you know, my main business, I'm running you know, more than $2 billion private equity portfolio all around the world, mostly in the US. Some of it's in the UK and continental Europe. Um, and um, 
it's been pretty exciting. Uh, and actually, actually, we've done larger tickets in terms of our investments. It's uh, anywhere between you know, 10, 20 million up to 100 millions of dollars for, um, uh, for deals. And I actually do believe that making larger investments are easier. Because you were always investing in a later stage, it's either like existing property or existing property or land plot with a lot of value at that you can plan on that. Um, and uh, I, I was struggling with doing like smaller ticket investments through Elia from $250,000 up to $5 million. Uh, so that's that's been the challenge. But otherwise, it was always helpful. And and uh, what I've done in the last 20 years was um, real estate, real estate development, specifically in the U.S. We invest in, in affordable housing, uh, student housing, um, some of the like commercial uh, offices, uh, properties as well. And um, but we do do a lot of like venture investments as well. Transportation logistics also is, uh, is um, really important for us. And I always thought like, Okay, I've done this in so many sectors. Can I actually do it in biotech? Mm-hmm. Can I do it like in 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 medical devices? Because um, human biology is one of the most complex things I've ever seen in this life. Yeah, it's like it's like unbelievable. You could. I, I, my first degree is chemical engineering. Second is is uh, banking and finance. Third is business administration. Like, uh, but. Um, There's that insecure overachiever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was actually thinking about uh, doing the fourth degree, political science, you know, oh somewhere in, in Harvard and Yale. But then I decided I just like it's time to create rather than like to teach others, like a well, kids, younger generation, other generation, and share the best of me with the world rather than just yeah, spend another you know two or three years in in, in university. Yeah. Um, but I actually, what, what I figured out, like 80% of investment skill and investment discipline are similar and applicable across the sectors. And you always, but you always need to have this like 20%, you know, your industry focus, your industry knowledge. That's why I've been blessed with having so many friends, like you mentioned them, like Dave Asprey, the founder of a biohacker, you know, Tony Robbins. Peter Diamantes, the founder of XPRIZE Foundation and Singularity University, David Pirimur, uh, and I can just go on and on. David Sinclair, the author of Lifespan. Yeah. Um, so I reached them out saying, like, yeah, I want to do this thing. Like, do you know scientists or biotech entrepreneurs who can join my team and LVF and Longevity Vision Fund? And so I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable with the, your overall, you know, investment process and investment discipline and portfolio building. But I'm I'm really like new to the biotech and like human biology as well, and um, so this is one of the secrets uh, actually. Uh, who was the founder of Strategic Coach? Uh, I should Dan remember. Sullivan. Yeah, Dan Sullivan. Like one of yeah. his books. Like when you have a challenge, don't think how, think who. who. Yes. That's, that's a, yeah. You asked me to read like the rules of success. I've done it. Uh, So with this, and I like, I'm, I've been blessed with meeting this man uh, a few times. So I thought, okay, the, my temptation is like how, like in human biology, like think about this. Um, If one single answer to our health or uh, longevity would exist, then it's either modern nature in the process of evolution or, uh, scientists would discover that. So the, it's not going to be silver bullet. It's just, it's such a complication and complexity 
of things. So I actually thought I switched from how more to who. I reached out to you know all my friends and they they connected me with uh, brilliant guys who now are part of my scientific and investment team and in um, uh, longevity vision fund. Uh, and this is how it's all started. So I'm still new to biotech and and um, in medical devices, but I've been blessed with a team who has decades of experience of looking at the multiple aspects of human health and, and the use of science and technology to help us to live 10, 20, even 30 a more healthy and happy years. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor, then we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a national real estate investment firm founded by myself and my business partner, Brian Flaherty. CF Capital's mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors like you maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. If you are looking for risk adjusted alternative investments in quality apartment communities, are seeking tax optimized cash flow with appreciation upside without all the hassles of management, you might benefit from learning more about investing alongside our team. You're invited to reach out and learn more about how you can invest with us by visiting cfcapllc.com. We're also currently offering a free ebook called The Bottom Line, 10 Ways to Increase Cash Flow in an Apartment Complex. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, we're confident you'll find massive value in this resource. So go get your free copy today at cfcapllc.com. And now please enjoy the rest of the show. I love it. And you know, you're inspiring the listeners in such a big way because your background in private equity and real estate investing has led you to this point now where you can have a much bigger impact, right? You've been able to create, you know, not only a track record with LPs, but you've developed this network over time that instead of saying, how can I do this? How can I do this? It's who can help me do this. Yeah. And now you surround yourself with amazing people. And so you're unlocking the secret code, right? You know, it may be complex, but you're unlocking this code with the combination of financial prowess, with the combination of elite networking, with the combination of passion. And so to me, this is very inspiring because any of the listeners who are building a real estate portfolio or even have developed and exited in a, in a substantial way can say, well, what am I passionate about? What, what impact do I want to make? So let's go down this path. I mean, there's a few things. Obviously, I want to talk about the mindset of longevity. I want to talk about some of the things that you've uncovered, but you were talking about the five tips that you would have for individuals yeah. if they want to live a longer, healthier life. You mentioned regular checkups every year. Let's continue. Let's go down that list a little bit, Sergey. So when we talk about longevity and our desire and willingness to live longer, healthy and happy life, there are three horizons. One, we're going to come back to it in a minute, is now. What are the five things that we need to do now? It's actually in the bonus chapter of my book, which is twice as long as any other chapter in the book. It's right in the end after morality of immortality, the ethical implication of longer living. But like there's so many things that we can do now. So let's come back to that. Why we need to do it? To stay on longevity bridge, to stay healthy and happy for the next 10 to 20 years, to enjoy, embrace, and use the technologies from what I call in the book, the near horizon of longevity innovations. Mm -hmm. So these are the technologies and scientific discoveries which will be available to us in the next 10, 20 years. And we can discuss that, but in very short, it's gene editing, gene therapy, organ regeneration and regenerative medicine overall, and longevity in the pill. New class of drugs that we're going to see in the next five to 10 years, which will you know, focus on fighting aging and age-related diseases rather than any 
particular individual diseases. So, and there's something far uh, down the road, which is 25, 50 years from now, and it's called the far horizon of longevity innovations. And this is where we'll redefine humans, where we will combine the, the biological approach to human body and mind with engineering or technological approach, then when man and machine will become one. So I'm talking about human brain AI integration, um, nanobots inside our blood, inside our body, um, internet of bodies, when we all similar to internet of things, our body is going to be full of sensors, it's going to be interconnected, you know, among each other's and connected to like decentralized AI run you know, global health, uh, human health management uh, system as well, human avatars as well. This is really far away. This is 25, 50 year, years from now. This, the science and technology is important for this horizon, but ethics and regulation is important as well. So we'll we'll right. come back to that. Uh, but let's let's talk about the most exciting part. People think it's boring and you guys need to be prepared. What I'm going to tell you, there's five things I'm going to tell you. Some people tell me, like, well, Sergey, my, my mom told me that, but they were. <laughs> so whatever I'll share with you in the next uh, three minutes is the way for you to live 10, 20 more years. And the beauty of that is going to be healthy and happy years. So now I'm, I'm talking about expanding your health span, not the lifespan. So number one, again, when I have 30 seconds, I'm talking about yeah, check, uh, medical screening. Go to your doctor, say you want to focus on cancer, heart disease, diabetes, neurogenerative diseases. This is this four killer monster diseases. They're responsible for 90% of deaths after the age of 50. Again, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, neurogenerative diseases. By the way, we don't know a lot about neurogenerative diseases yet because we face them in the later stage of our life, around 80 or 90, like Alzheimer's, but mm -hmm. we get in there. So that's, that's super important. I do my test every year in San Diego, in California, in Human Longevity Center. But like, you can go to like Cleveland Clinic, my clinic, like whatever, like your doctor will, uh, will advise you. And it, this is super important. And it's not a rocket science. You know, doctors knows how to check early signs of cancer, heart disease, diabetes as well. So uh, this is number one. Number two is, um, yeah, go on. And, and then Sergey, so when you're asking your doctor to advise you in this capacity, it's all right, can we catch this early? And can you advise me to be proactive against, you know, exactly. these, these sort of circumstances? Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, the whole, the, the whole paradigm of medicine is changing. So we like, 20, 40 years ago, you would need to wait until disease will manifest itself. Right. Okay. Until cancer will, you know, make your life just impossible, really, and unbearable. And then, uh, well, that's why we had such a high mortality. Right now, you can be like really proactive just about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I know I have a risk factor of high cholesterol. So mm -hmm. I'm like checking my vessels like through ultrasound and uh, ultrasound of my heart, you know, every year. And they like super clear. So I, I you know, it's high cholesterol it hasn't resulted in something like really bad, but I know like, you know, 20, 30 years from my car, today's 50, uh, it might be a problem. So I'm checking this like every, every year. So that's, that's important. And there's so many cancer detection tools that we have right now. We invested in a company. They use liquid biopsy to test for colon cancer. Liquid biopsy is like, is a, is a, uh, you know, using our blood 
to test your for colon cancer. And it's as precise as colonoscopy. Uh, forgive me for, I mean, using this word, but like, you know, I would, I was so happy to change the, you know, colonoscopy procedure, which is expensive, invasive, unpleasant. I'm really afraid of that. Right. To like, you know, giving my blood and like testing with the same results. And, and I can give you more and more examples how technology and science in the last five to 10 years made it possible this early diagnostic for all of us. The, in a book, I call it DIY diagnostic. Diagnostic is just coming to our homes. So, and, and we can use, you know, sensors and wearables. Like I'm, I'm like, look at this. I'm wearing, yeah, I have two hands. So I have Google, <laughs> I have Apple Watch. I just took out my O-ring. I forgot it in the office. Yeah, you can see you know, I have my levels, which is continuous glucose monitor right here. And it's such an enjoyable, like amazing journey to discover like relationship between your lifestyle. You like the food you eat, the you know, wine, you, wine you drink, uh, you know, your sleep habits and, and the impact on your own body. So use that. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, number two, what I call don't die stupid. <laughs> and I bore it from very good friend, Peter Diamantes. Like, yeah. Um, Sometimes we make very risky choices and it's unfortunately it's more relevant for men rather than for women. Like, and that's why like in almost every country in the world, the you know, female lifespan on average going to be like three, five, sometimes even seven, seven years longer than males. Cause sometimes we make stupid choices, risky choices, right? Tobacco smoking minus 10 years from your life. And I thought it's just irrelevant for U.S. Because like everywhere I go in the U.S., like I could hardly like really find someone who is like doing tobacco smoking. Thirty percent of adults statistically are still kind of doing it. I don't know whether it's occasionally or like every day. Uh, so that that's one. Um, not using your seat belts. I mean, it's less of the problem for U.S. Right? But like I know countries pretty developed countries all around the world where it's just not cool to use the seat belt on a rare seat minus two years from your life. Or, you know, again, I'm 50. You know, where, what is the, like a peak year for the sales of Harley Davidson? Motorcycle. 50, right? <laughs> 45. 45. 45. Yeah. Midlife prices, male, buying a motorcycle. This is like the craziest Think that you can do riding motorcycles is yes. 17 times one seven times more mortal than than driving the car i have a friend who's an er doc and he said if you drive a motorcycle i hope you're an organ donor <laughs> and i'm like well that's all i need to know yeah yeah absolutely and they're like this is crazy and then and you think it's somewhere there it's not really my choice no it's yours there's so many choices that we can make like i have a very good friend in california she's she's an amazing woman entrepreneur and i like three months ago i got an email from her like well sergey uh she's a mountain climb climber right and uh she said well sergey uh I'm about to climb this, this August, she's alive. Uh, I'm about to climb mountain called K2. And I'm like, oh my God, you know what's <laughs> the mortality rate for? Like I, I, certain, I, I've been to North Pole and, and South Pole and I've been offered to join the expedition to, to climb mountain Everest, which is mm -hmm. the highest mountain. Mortality yeah. rate there is 6%. Wow. So I told them like, I'm father of four. There's no way I'm doing anything with mortality risk of 6%. Mm. So, 
The mortality rate for K2 Mountain is 25%. Jeez. One out of four across the years. And I'm like, oh my God, why would you do that? Okay, I can go on and on about this risky behavior, risky choices. <laughs> this is really choices. next to you. Yeah. yeah. Number three is your diet, is the food. There's a lot of disagreements in the, in this, in the scientific community, what actually extends your life today. But there's only one agreement. Decreasing the calories of your food intake by 15 to 25% on a daily basis. This is your way to add another three, five, seven healthy years to your life. Well, it's easy to say, but like, how are you gonna do this? So my life hacks, number one, I'm like heavily like vegetables based in terms of my diet, because the caloric intensity of vegetables are extremely low. Like I can have like a full table of vegetables yeah, right you know, next to me, but I'm still going to be fine in terms of my calorie intake. Obviously, avoiding processed food, you know, taking out all the sugar from your diet. And, and actually, the other good thing about, I mean, you need to become vegetarian, right? Uh, I thought I'm really sympathetic with vegetarian diet, and I, but I'm not. Uh, but like the quality of meat and fish that we have today in supermarkets is... is um, is not at the level that we need for to improve our health. Let me put it this way. Because of the antibiotics, uh, growth hormones, uh, E. coli bacteria, 70% of antibiotics in the U.S. Uh, is consumed by animals and fish on farms, not wow. by humans. Well, that's why we have a big problem, which is antibiotic resistance. Our bodies are becoming resistant to antibiotics. And it was one of the like biggest inventions in the history of humanity um, with the highest impact on uh, life extension. When we discovered antibiotics, I think it was back in 1926, but we started to use it during World War II, the, we added plus 10 years to average lifespan on Earth. And it was at the time when the average lifespan was like 35 years, so we improved it to 45 years. So it was a you know, big deal. It was plus 25% to the life of everyone. And right now, which is like, you know, flush it in the toilet with consuming antibiotics in the form of meat and fish from, you know, industrial uh, farms. So- Became too um, much of a good thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and then fasting, right? They, I'm fasting 36 hours every week. You don't need to do, you know, that kind of fast. This is really radical. You know, I was working for many years towards that. But like even just this window fasting or it's called intermittent uh, mm -hmm. fasting, when you just fast for like 16 hours while you sleep in the morning and then you do your like lunch and, and dinner within like eight hours interval, you can even squeeze it to six hours. So then you're going to fast for 18 hours. It works pretty well. Um, so uh, that's... Um, that's the thing. Number four is physical activity. And like, and I do believe like 50 or a half or two thirds of your physical activity agenda is actually, you know, doing your 10,000 steps a day. 10,000 actually is the artificial target from one Japanese campaign. It just sounded kind of cool in <laughs> Japanese that they decided. Statistically, if you look at research, yeah, like anywhere between 6.5 and 7.5 thousand uh, steps a day is a good norm for your physical activity. And you can integrate walking in so many parts of your life. 
And then on top of that, you can add whatever you want, like, you know, weightlifting, yoga, stretching, uh, cardio. Cardio is like super important um, as well. And number five is what I call peace of mind. is a sleep, meditation and mindfulness, sense of purpose, your social realization, you know, all these beautiful things. Because you don't want to be, you know, only healthy. You, you want to be happy as well. And as happiness is is a... Uh, is important component. So these are the five things that all of us should do. Again, there's no silver bullet. Human biology requires complex interaction and complex action plan. But like with these five things, it's actually distilled as 10 longevity choices. There's more details about this in the book. Um, plus 10, plus 20 healthy and happy years to your life, guaranteed. And you're talking about peace of mind. I mean, You've you mentioned it earlier in the conversation today about being a workaholic and and there's a there's a clue there in terms of the mindset for longevity and you were talking about having a sense of purpose is that tied together? Yes, um, in a certain way. <laughs> That's a good question. Look, um, well, I think specifically like after COVID times or within COVID times, I think there's there's so many of us who redefine our relationship with work. Like pre-COVID work was the, like a liability, was an obligation. It was like something that we don't really like have a desire to do. While, well, a certain period of time, like you start to miss your, you know, peers, right? This conversation um, in the kitchen. At. And um, so I, I do believe like, well, just making sure the work is a substantial part of your mission is um is an opportunity for you to do the things that you really enjoy and then again you'll not be working any single hours in your life because and this is my case as well in fact actually work is like super important so if you look at i, I think it was written by dan butner the man who wrote the book about blue zones the regions of the world where people have longer lifespans um how oh, he did it in his uh, TED talk, uh, he mentioned like two most dangerous years of your life. First is year of your birth, because we still have pretty high infant mortality. Uh, it's 10,000 kind of, uh, percent less than we had hundred years ago, but it's still pretty high. Um, and the second most dangerous year of your life is it is the year of your retirement. Hmm. People lose the purpose, you know, lose the social relevance. And we have this old kind of binary uh, paradigm of full-time work, full-time retirement. Well, life is not black and white. So, you I mean, you can have your part-time job, your like community job. You're just you know, sharing your wisdom with you know, people around you, whatever makes you relevant. And um, so, again, uh, this is really important because I'm driven by my mission, at least from the age of um, 43, starting from 2014. Like, I don't feel that I'm kind of overworking. So I have my two shifts, one with my private equity portfolio and, you know, my, one my longevity, you know, mission shift. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, uh, yeah, always can find time to, you know, spend um, um uh, like, uh, you know, a few hours with uh, my kids. 
So, Sergey, one of the things that I've run into this when I have this discussion with other people, whether they're entrepreneurs, investors, whether they're yeah. just average friends, you know, they say, well, I don't really know why I would want to live another 40, 50, 60, yeah. 100 years. Like, yeah. why do yeah. I want to do that? I think most people are like, well, you know what, if I'm going to do that, it's like, I'm just going to be older and I'm going to be more decrepit for yeah. longer and I'm going to yeah. be in more pain. Yeah. And so that's my first part of, I want to table that thought process because I think many of the listeners may be thinking that in some way they're like, yeah, Yeah. this all sounds great and pie in the sky and all this stuff, but it doesn't sound great to me. So I want to, I want to table that, Mm -hmm. but I also want to table sort of the adopting this mindset of longevity. So let's overcome that objection first. And then let's talk about adopting that, that, that mindset of longevity. Yeah, first of all, everyone who's thinking like, what the hell uh, are, uh, right, okay? So uh, 60 to 80% of people all around the world, I, I just give you the figures for, for the US and UK, uh, they don't want to uh, extend their lifespan. So that's the reality. So, and I still haven't cracked this code. I have to admit. So people actually tend to go very binary about this choice. So I know people who are like living longer. Right. What exactly needs to be done? Yeah, <laughs> tell me, Sergey. And the other one is like, what the hell? You know, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, any more days. Yeah. But um, but then when you ask them, like, hey, are you happy to die tomorrow? They're like, no, <laughs> not tomorrow. Yeah, okay. but that's okay. So I'm 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 like really mindful of that. And and you know, I'm still struggling to find response to that. Let me just be mm-hmm. upfront of that. I do think like, but uh, partly like you know, every time you just kind of disagree with certain kind of views, you 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 just like need to find like what actually happened. So people formed this view. So underlying assumptions, like I'm going to be late. So this guy, this Sergey Young, and then all this like longevity community, they're going to add like last you know, another five, 10 years, right in the end of my life, where I'm in a fragile state, I require a lot of support um, when I'm a liability, not an asset to my family, community, my country. So this is not true. We're working on, on expanding the like a healthy portion of our life. It's actually called health span. So think about this, like I want to put or give you an option to put another 10, 20 healthy and happy years right in the middle of your life. And usually like when you ask people like what particular age you want to be like, you know, extending right or, or age period and, and people go anywhere between 25 and 45 years. Um, within this kind of period of their own life. So that this is what is happening. And in fact, what we've been doing so far, we've been trying to slow down aging while discoveries in, in uh, genetic gene therapy, we already know all 3000 genes in our DNA, which are responsible for aging and we can influence them. In fact, the animals in modern nature who, uh, uh, who don't have aging is a process. They're always young, right? They die from other reasons, but not because they age. You know, they have these genes working. Uh, so we can influence that. We're going to be reversing aging. We can like stop, you know, ourselves in you know, any particular age. Again, this is, you know, far down the road, but this is like, there's just so many technologies we're working exactly on this, uh, creating this option uh, for us. So that's, that's, that's the goal, kind of right? one reason. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the second reason is like, uh, like the, the best model uh, that we have for um, 
for longer living are centenarians, people who live like 100 years plus. And they obviously look old, you know, like for, for 100 years old, they look amazing, but like they, for in relative terms, they look kind of old um, and not always full of energy. Et cetera. And people like think, okay, you know, I don't want to leave this in a hundred years. We just need to realize that centenarians that we have today on earth, people who live hundred years plus, um, are the wrong um, role model for what we're trying to do. They've just been lucky in genetic lottery. There's 3,000 longevity genes that has been discovered. Uh, they, they work better in their bodies than the bodies of the average man or woman. That's very so that's interesting. A, yeah, and this is what we're trying to avoid. So like 70% of their longevity is predefined by their good genes. So they've been lucky in genetic lottery. And this is exactly what we're trying to change. I want everyone to be lucky in genetic lottery. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to live longer or not. But like knowing what I know, and I know it's, it might sound a little bit kind of scary or controversial. Um, uh, knowing what I know about longevity science and technologies, um, it's not going to be like one one day in the history of humanity, when we will have to choose like whether you're going to be mortal or not. Life extension will look like the series of your decisions every five to 10 years, whether you want to use the, the new technologies and new science to extend your life or not. That's it. So, and by the way, it's a, <clears throat> it's a very difficult moral choice and dilemma. Like, uh, would I be able to make this decision on my own? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, relatively strong man, at least psychologically. But like, would I be able to decide when I'm going to die in the next ten years or not? I'm like, oh my god. And by the way, it's actually called suicide or playing God in mm. the current moral context as well. So again, um, uh, this is because we have this old mental models of how aging looks like, and it's not going to be same like i remember my i'm 50 okay i'm relatively young right i'm sergey young but i'm relatively young full of energy <laughs> kids, yeah have another tool i want to have another tool but like i remember my father back when he was like 50 he was just counting days yeah i like my father right he's alive you know right. he's uh he's a very important man in my life but like um like when he was 50 he was an old man. He was just counting days until his retirement in the age of 55 because he was working in a chemical plant. So you can retire at the age of 55. And But right now, I'm like 50. I have three-fourths of my life ahead of me. Imagine that. So the definition of age and relative age is uh, changing significantly, which, which actually brings us to your second question. Like, do, can we have like a mental model, like a mindset to be younger? And the answer is yes. Do an experiment. It's actually, there's just, there's a separate chapter in the book called Think and Grow Young. Uh, and um, and uh, it actually says like, People who think about themselves as like younger, they actually look younger and their health is better. So for example, let's look at my example. I have like multiple ages. Well, that's, that's the, there's a beauty and it's the essence of today's world. So I have my calendar age. If you look at my passport, I'm 50 years old. I actually turned 50 two weeks ago. So Happy that's a birthday. 
Yeah, thank you. So second, then, if you look at my biomarkers, so like I, I do a blood test and I look at like 44 different biomarkers out of my blood test. So combination of these biomarkers shows that I'm, my body and my mind is 43 years old. So the, if you look at these numbers, they, they're very typical for the man uh, who are 43 years old, not 50 years old. So this is great. Great, great job, Sergey. You've done all these five longevity buckets. You're working on that. Great. So then <clears throat> when you ask me, like, Sergey, when, when you think about yourself, like, what, do you, what kind of age you attach yourself? Uh, and I'm like, okay, probably 35. I feel like I'm 35. You know, I know it's crazy, but I, this is not really unique. I know just you know, ask everyone on the road, like in 70% of cases, people would you know, have a different number in their own mind when you ask them like how they feel. So this is my psychological age. And then the other crazy number is my psychological age is 35. I tend to think that I'm 35. So my body and mind need to respond to that. I have a lot of energy, et cetera. Um, and then my target psychological age is actually 25. So I need to, to think uh, and, and you know, try to be younger uh, and need to be aggressive with this number. So like whatever, like I'll, I'll reach in between is already a great you know, outcome. So that's, there is, so this is the concept of multiple ages that we haven't even seen or had 10 or 20 years ago. So, but I can go on and on about psychological aspects of aging. Like, like, you know, in the course of 21 days, one minute in the morning, one minute in the evening, think about yourself as a younger man or woman and, and be aggressive. I mean, it's, it's, like if you're 50, just don't think you're 49, right? Just go like for 40 or 35 and look at the outcome of that. You'd be really amazed. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And, you know, that's one of my favorite quotes. And it's by the late, great Wayne Dyer. And I just think about that so much. I think about when you're talking about this, I think about, you know, the great Tom Brady. I mean, 44 years old, he is at the top of his game in the National Football League. I mean, the best you know, the greatest of all time. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. It just makes me think of, you know, when we broke the four minute mile, you know, it's like our perspective is now shifting. And so that's why one of the purposes of this podcast is mind expansion, because when we expand our mind, our possibilities expand. One of the most fundamental thoughts in the human life, from what I understand, is how much longer do we have left? So now let's expand that. Let's get yeah. more inspired about how much longer do we have left? So, Sergey, this is just so much fun. And, and I think we're going to have to do part two, part three, because we've got uh -huh. a lot to get to. But, Sergey, I want to transition into our rapid fire section. I've got some awesome questions for you. Um, this is the rare air questionnaire. It's all about being uncommon. This is an uncommon conversation, right? 60% okay. of people don't want to. To, uh, you know, consider this yet, but we're going to bring them on board. I have a feeling. So I got a few questions for you being a prolific author yourself. If you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would those be and why? Um, great. So uh, James Clear <clears throat> and Atomic Habits. Um, Greg McEwen, very good friend. Uh, he's been on your podcast as well. Essentialism. Yep. Uh, I like his effortless book he published in, in, in April, but it, like essentially has been in use in my office for like many years, but like every new employee is just going, or she's just going through that. Um, so that's one. Um, what else? Why we sleep by Matthew Walker. 
Uh, it's like before that, I was just using the uh, sleep hours as an endless credit. I would just like squeeze in my sleep hours to like five hours and, and, and that's it. The rest is for, you know, overachieving. But like after reading this book, uh, my rule is like eight hours in the bed, which is seven hours of sleep. And I'm just trying to stick to this to, you know, to the maximum extent possible. Yeah, I'll put uh, links in. I'll put links in the show notes of yeah. those books, and I'll just comment on that too because it's interesting when you wear the Aura Ring or other sleep devices, you recognize that it is about time in bed because it's not totally you're not asleep the entire time. So you've got to no. think you got to kind of build some margin in there. So that was a yeah, great comment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Any yeah. others? And I can go on and on. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm reading a lot of books. Like, and uh, if you go to my office, like every every time I met, you know, I'm, I'm meeting someone, I'm like, "What is your favorite book? Tell me." And I'm like, buying this." So you know, I have a huge stockpile. Yeah, I just <laughs> been to vacation with one of my kids. I, I was so happy. I managed to read three books. I'm like, in one week, amazing. <laughs> Dude, this is why you and I are having so much fun because I'm the same way. I ask that question selfishly in many ways to say, hey, what, what else do I need to be reading? So that's great. Thank you for that. Sergey, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Daily basis. So um, interesting. This concept of like um, act of kindness, even the small ones. So I have a rule like, you know, every day I need to do at least, you know, even a small thing, something good to others. Right. right. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know, yeah, whether it's even like cleaning lady in our office, right. Just, you know, telling her something good, like supporting her, uh, congratulating her, uh, giving her a present for, you know, and, and like, it can be huge, can be small. It doesn't matter. Share the best of you with, uh, with the world, help someone, uh, uh, every day. And this is like, this is probably my biggest source of, um, inspiration, man. I tell you what, the greatest people in the world always say, you know, ways in which they really elevate other people. When I ask them how they elevate their life on a daily basis. So I just appreciate that so much. Is there anything that you would add if I were to take it a step further and say, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Um, it's really like just managing your ego because all of us, I mean, we consider ourselves successful people like, and like definition of success is another two hours conversation. Right. But like we always, it's, it's certain point of time. It's just becoming like me, me, me thing. Right. And just recognizing that and just, you know, putting this really far away, right. In the box. And, uh, and this is what I took from McKinsey. I used to work for like seven years in, in strategic consulting and four years in McKinsey. Like they teach you to make others successful, to make them like shine you know, champions and like, and you are in the shadow. So let others shine. And, and this is like, it's been really like the best, giving the credit to like everyone. Uh, and you know, helping them to shine, to be successful, to feel a success uh, is the best thing. And it's actually just amazing way to leverage yourself. Like when you think, when you define, when your definition of success is your own success and success of one man or one woman, when the definition of your success, of success of the others, you have another 7 billion people on the planet. Mm. And it's just enormous 
resource. It's actually yeah, coming closer to eight, but we yeah. will discuss it in the part two. <laughs> That's right, man. Sergey, I'm just so grateful for this. I want to acknowledge you for your tremendous passion for sharing your passions and for allowing us to understand, you know what, we've got more to unlock in terms of our own health span, our own longevity, our own excitement to unlock and uncover and, and give to more people. I want to acknowledge you for leaving your ego at the door because man, you've been so humble in sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and you're, you're, you know what, you're continuing to expand your own mind. So thank you so much. Sergey, is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd like to share with Elevate Nation today? Yes. Um, think about this. We delegated all our health choices to other people and other organizations, big food, regulators, healthcare providers, big pharma. It's time to take back responsibility for our own health. You don't need to become a doctor, but your voice should be heard. You should be part of this dialogue. And like, I encourage all of you to go on the road of discovery of how our body and mind works. And, 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 and on this you know, amazing road on that way, you'll find uh, a lot of yeah, aspiration, you know, inspiration, a lot of uh, great things that you can actually change. So I encourage you, five longevity buckets, change that, work on that tonight or tomorrow morning and stay healthy and happy. Man, thank you so much, Sergey Young. What a great time together. And I know the listeners can find you across Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Sergey Young 200. Uh, also on Twitter at Sergey Young 200 as well. And we have a special offer, offer for the listeners that will have free access to the Longevity Academy, which is $130 value, plus two bonus ebooks, which are $20 value for those who order your newest book. Is that correct, yeah. Sergey? Yeah, exactly. Go to sergeyyoung.com slash book. Like for, you know, every book you purchase, uh, we, we have this free, uh, free gifts. Man. All right. Well, we will put links in the show notes. That's where the listeners can find that. Of course, again, go visit sergeyyoung.com. That's S-E-R-G-E-Y-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Sergey, until next time, my friend, thank you so much for being on Elevate. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. Cheers. Man, Elevate Nation. That was awesome. It was so cool to sit down with Sergey Young. And I just feel like there's so much more that we can learn about the subject of health span and extending our longevity and learning about how that can impact other people, how that can impact this planet, how that can impact history. Because you know what? We can be selfish and think about, hey, what's the short-term gain that we can achieve and receive through developing and strengthening our real estate strategies and systems? And of course, those are beautiful things. But ultimately, let's elevate to the next level. Let's elevate beyond the ordinary. Let's be extraordinary. And I think that's what the topic of today's conversation was really all about, was about, you know what? we can do more, we can be more. And, um, we can do that through extending our life and through extending our health and optimizing our health and our energy and so much. And, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I want to encourage you to re-listen to this episode because repetition is the mother of all skill. I also want to encourage you to share this with someone else and also have a discussion around this discussion. What was it that you learned? What was it that you disagree with? What was it that you agree with? What was it that you'd like to learn more about? Have a discussion because we learn more through discourse and through interacting with other people. I also, of course, want to 
encourage you to identify what are your top one, two, or three distinctions? What's the one thing that you can apply immediately? What's one simple tactic or strategy that you can go ahead and apply to your life immediately? Whether it was through you know, how you're going to expand your investing practice or whether it's how you're going to invest in your own health span and longevity. You know, was it some of the tips that uh, Sergey shared that you'd like to integrate? So what are those? But most importantly, of course, the most important part is take massive action because all of this is useless unless you integrate and apply, take massive action. Until next time, Elevate Nation, I'm so grateful and thankful that you are here and able to listen to this. So thankful to be able to give this to you. Elevate Nation, until next time, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.